Hi everyone, welcome to episode 65 of Mompreneur Space Live Show. I'm Kenneth Ju, the host and also the author of Mother Industrialist, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success. So um, I've been running my own digital marketing agency, KC Creative Marketing, for the past five years. And with this new season, I hope to give more values to my viewers. I will still be bringing on a different mompreneur guest uh, each week to share about their insights uh, with all the mompreneurs and also the inspiring mompreneurs so that they can be inspired and learn from. So during this live show, you will be able to post your question out to the guests and, um, and at, at the same time, we will answer the questions uh, posted by you at the end of the show. So let's get the show started, okay? So today, I have this really, really awesome guest. Uh, I met her in a very unique um, um, uh, event. And this event is, um, I'm the only guy there. And it's called Connected Women. They have this networking session. And uh, I get to know her because she was facilitating, she was hosting for that event that I was attending. Uh, so for in this episode, we're going to talk about growing up in an entrepreneurial family. So uh, this amazing mompreneur, she's a lawyer turned entrepreneur. She's a speaker and writer. She's a mompreneur with three beautiful children, four, six, and eight. And uh, without further ado, let us welcome Liz. Hi, hello, Liz. You're welcome, welcome. Thanks for making time uh, to come onto my show. And uh, as a tradition, uh, there's uh, every guest get to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the, to the next guest. So are you ready uh, to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we officially kickstart the show? Okay, so um, the question of the day posted by the previous guest is, sleep is for the weak. What do you think? Okay, so I repeat again. Uh, the question of the day posted by the previous guest is, sleep is for the weak. What do you think? So Liz, are you ready uh, with your answer to the question of the day posted by the previous guest? Yeah, so I always heard of entrepreneurs who always say, you know, you can sleep when you're dead. But <laughs> for me personally, um, I realized that if I have less than six hours or sometimes if I'm very tired, less than seven hours of sleep, I get, I am not able to be creative and uh, function at a, at a pace that I would like to function. And I get very cranky and it just is very unproductive in the end. So I try as far as possible to protect uh, my sleeping hours. Um, and of course, it's challenging because the children are quite young and sometimes I, my sleep does get interrupted. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll try my best. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Yep. That's good. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Liz, uh, for sharing your answer to the question of the day. And now we can officially kickstart. And I would like to say a big thank you to uh, Chloe uh, for letting, letting us know that uh, you that uh, there's some problem with the audio. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah, thanks a lot. So uh, we are also seeing uh, people coming in. So if you are coming in, you're tuning in, do let us know. Uh, and maybe for for the, the benefit of the audience, uh, for those who are seeing Liz for the first time, maybe Liz, you can do a short introduction of yourself. What were you doing uh, before you start your own business? Uh, and because today's topic is about growing up in an entrepreneurial family, Maybe you can share with us uh, what is your family, uh, like family background, uh, family businesses, uh, and what were you doing, um, and what industry are they in, um, to, and also to share with us like how is your journey, because you are a lawyer, 
by profession uh-huh. and you became an yeah. entrepreneur. Uh, and for yeah. you, not forgetting, you are also a mom with three beautiful children, uh, four, six, and mm. eight. Uh, so maybe can do a short introduction and to share with um, the audiences uh, about you. Okay, let's see if I can remember everything that you asked me. <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm Liz um, and I am currently the brand boss and strategist at the Brand Advantage, as you can see here. Okay, um, basically, uh, besides this business, I also have, uh, with other partners, I have a business mentoring business. Um, um, and also, I'm working on other family businesses, uh, especially dealing, dealing with hair loss, with new technology. Um, previously, I was a lawyer. I also worked at the book council uh, as a marketing director and also previous to this I was helping I was managing um, family businesses in like uh, the health and beauty space in Singapore and also helping out with uh, the head office in Norway because that's where my mom lives with uh, my stepfather yeah so um, I come from an entrepreneurial background uh, my family businesses other than the health and beauty one is in the F&B industry um, uh, uh, that was started by my great-grandfather I think about 70 years ago Wow Not if I get the answer wrong But yeah <laughs> So it started by my great-grandfather And um, as a child After uh, and I, I believe my grandfather was the one That uh, developed the Redman Cordials mm. uh, And he is the one that came out with the name Redman Wow um, So when I was a uh, in kindergarten, uh, we had a we had a, a factory in Aljunied. So I would spend a lot of my days after kindergarten. My grandma would pick us up. Then we would hang out at the factory, <laughs> and uh, just watch the machines work. You know, sometimes there'll be a crash because all the bottles crash together <laughs> and drop on the floor. Or sometimes somebody will, like my sister, just anyhow press the emergency button and everything <laughs> will stop. Yeah, so uh, it's. And sometimes if we are tired, we'll be napping on the boxes, the cartons of cordial. Mm. Uh, so that, that is the Redman part. And also like, as long as at home, we'll be packing things like, um, you know, the birthday candle holders. Mm. They come yep. in huge boxes. And then we just have to pack them into retail size for the retail shops. Uh, so everybody pitches in when it comes to family businesses. Mm. Um, other than the F&B, my grandfather also had his own um, recording business. Where, and then we, at that time, we were packing... Um, helping to pack CDs and uh, cassette tapes. Mm. Uh, the listed company, but he's not really involved in that anymore. Mm. But yeah, so it's a very diverse entrepreneurial background and something that I grew up with. And I think uh, it definitely has mold and shape. How I think. Mm. Yeah. That that's that that's very interesting because for you, you come from diverse family businesses. That means in mm. uh, health and beauty, and also uh, in the F and B, which is the baking mm-hmm. side, which what Punhuat is doing. Um, mm-hmm. So what? Uh, because for me, today's topic about growing up in entrepreneurial family, I haven't found someone. I haven't had had a guest that come from a family background of businesses. For me, uh, my family used to run a photo studio, what we call in Chinese called Xiang Guan. In the past, where mm-hmm. there's no digital camera, uh, we yeah. we are using the film, or we call in Singapore we call it film, uh, which the the, <laughs> the elderly was say film film because um <clears throat> we grew up in that environment, and um we we were we own a photo studio that help um people to process their negative their film into mm. photos. Uh, we develop into what we call three R, four R, eight R, and stuff like that. Then we will mm. work with a lot of what um the photographer at the tour agency. 
So in the past, mm-hmm. right, the tour agency will have photographer following them to take beautiful oh. photo for them, and they will order the yeah. photo like, oh, this one, I uh, how many people are there? I'll order five, ten, and all that stuff. So I grew up yep. um, smelling all the chemicals, <laughs> and also uh, playing with uh, the flame. Get I I do not, I cannot I cannot remember whether I will get high from all the, the chemicals. <laughs> That's why you cannot remember. <laughs> But I guess it's interesting, and I was just I was sharing with uh, Liz that uh, while growing up, right? Because if you for those who are like maybe in the thirties, right, you might know like what this film looks like. So it's the negative mm-hmm. that you need um, that most of the uh, analog cameras they will use this film that is inserted. So um, uh, and all this film, the maximum is thirty six uh, photos in one. Not as compared to mm. now digital, you can take as many thousand millions, but back then it's only thirty six per row. So maximum mm-hmm. you can only take thirty six photos. So for us, um, that it comes with a, I would say, like a metal cylinder, where mm-hmm. where the negative is inside, and you have to take out the negative and process it to expose it. So it became what we call a negative film, where yep. you can see yeah. the like the the exposure. So uh, when we break it up, right at the two side, there there are these metal rings, and me and my sisters mm-hmm. and my cousin, we used mm-hmm. to use that as what we call money. It looks like those coins, <laughs> the gold coins, but it's uh, it's black, black in color, black metal. Mm-hmm. So we use mm-hmm. that as toys. So we grew up with a lot of cameras around us, with a lot of light box. Uh, even we have the black room, and the black room, uh, in fact, yeah. is our storeroom and our like like a child holding area. So it's very interesting that we have that. We didn't know that it was a black room for them to in the past where they have need a black room to do those big portrait uh, graduation photos. Mm. Yeah, the black and white photos. Yeah. So yeah. that that is yeah. the upbringing. So I only had that experience. Uh, although my grandfather he has a F and B business, he was selling mm-hmm. uh, fish maw noodle, kuih sap, and laksa. Which I when I grew up, uh, he raised sold all these businesses to <clears throat> someone who take over it. So for you, it's mm-hmm. like you coming up. You you came from a very diverse family businesses, and and that that is where um. I want to ask you that you manage and develop family business in health and beauty for eight years. Maybe mm-hmm. you can share with us, like like um, was it in the past eight years? Was it after you graduated? Uh, you were helping them with it. Um. So, uh, when I first graduated from law school, I went to work as a lawyer first, and then after mm. that, uh, about nearly two years, I decided to just try out other things. Um, and entrepreneurship was something that I considered because it. Came naturally to me, and also because the opportunity pre- presented itself. Um, so, uh, like previously, I mentioned my mother and uh, my stepfather. They have companies in Norway, and mm. uh, they've always been uh, people entrepreneurial. And um, so, we wanted to try selling their products in Singapore. Mm. Um, health, uh, health supplements, uh, mainly focus on on uh, slimming, mm. and also beauty skincare products that are mainly focus on um, anti aging. Mm. Yeah, so we initially, of course, we went into the uh, local retailers, um, but it proved to be a bit too expensive and uh, not sustainable, um, especially for small businesses. Mm. So it's something that we had to consider at the time. Um, at the time, the e-commerce uh, movement was still just starting up. Mm. So I thought uh, it's better for us to just move everything online, and then we can also have uh, international reach. Um, so that has been much better for us. Um, and uh, while we are diversifying into selling other things like uh, um, slimming machines, for example, in Norway, mm. um, uh, based on cryotechnology and using the same technology for hair loss, 
um, uh, we are um, still learning, learning along the way. I don't think the learning ever stops, and I'm mm. actually very grateful for all the people that I've met along the way who have uh, uh, contributed and um, um, well, basically to my business education. Because even though um, before law school, I I did go to business school. Mm. I have a marketing degree as well. Mm. They don't teach you all these things um, in in the uh, business school. Yeah, yeah it's basically the school of hard knocks and <laughs> and disappointments, and you just have to get up again after you get knocked down. Mm. Yeah, so I I guess that that first experience for me was it, it for lack of for a better expression, a baptism of fire into business, and and um, that is where I I learned. Um, a lot, uh, and also different business processes, and figured out what I'm good at, what I'm really not good at, um, and yeah, learn to create systems and market properly. Yep. Mm. So I I can I can uh, <coughs> see that you because of your family business and managing them, um, that's why you are able to understand that that um, you you can't really do you think that you 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 can't really learn entrepreneurship or business. Just from the books, like from from experience, because you studied um, in school, and and when you step into managing and um, helping your family business, you realize that there's a lot of it's different. Like it, like you you mentioned, there's still a lot of hard knocks that you did not expect. Mm. Like in theory, in school education, it's like oh everything is or oh, just follow the step by step, you get get things done. But when you go in, out into the real world, it's totally different. Yeah. yeah, and also, I guess, okay, to be fair, what I studied in business school wasn't anything about entrepreneurship. It, it just taught, taught us things about different components about business, mm. but it doesn't teach you how to adopt a mindset that is uh, beneficial for entrepreneurs to push forward even mm. when times are difficult, to have resilience, mm. um, and to be be very selective about who you listen to. Um, uh, especially when people are, I mean, p- people are trying to be nice. They they try to give advice all the time, which is which is very nice of them. But at the same time, um, we don't want to get confused, and and uh, we need to stick to objectives. Um, so, I do think that because also um, in every business is very customized. Whatever solutions that you come up with, so it's in that sense you can't really teach that in school. Um, I suppose components of it, yes, but not, not the actual real world application. Um, mm. That you have to pay your tuition fees. <laughs> mm. So do you do you do you uh, do you think that, like being uh, that means you grow up in the entrepreneurial family, it helps mm. you to uh, be more resilient to be able to to adapt and able to change accordingly rather than follow a. Uh, a system that you learn it could be like the marketing that you learn they'll talk about the five p's and all that stuff do you think that it helps you in it adapting and and get into your the real work faster because of the experience because you can relate to the things that you learn uh, while growing up is there any instances that you can relate to um i think actually okay so uh, there's one few things I guess from my own experience mm. um, growing up in an entrepreneurial family what the thing that I learned most is that everybody pitches in it doesn't matter whether you're the boss or you're not <laughs> uh, or you're 
a kid in kindergarten. Everybody pitches in, mm. and um, there's. I mean, while it was really fun for me as a kid, um, and nobody complains, like because this is this is part of our family life. Yeah. And there are a lot of things where so when it comes to to uh, creating our own things or or like um, doing things on our own, I I guess I got got that from. Um, the on the business side of my family because for example my grandma makes her own chili my mm. grandma is somebody that that uh, uh can is, cook very well just very strongly in my life she cooks very well she's a Hainanese grandmother oh okay Hainanese, my wife is a Hainanese <laughs> oh yeah then you know that there's a lot lot of good food there yeah so she makes her own chili and and um. We make that. There's a lot of things that we do on our on our own, mm. and I guess it's also the mindset of not being afraid of doing that. Mm. And one of the other things that I really learned from my grandma is um, every time when we we run into a problem or my car has broken down or some something is not going right, I can always count on my grandma because she will rely on her own ingenuity mm. to figure the solution out. Mm. And I guess the resilience comes from the learning, the attitude of resilience. I suppose comes mm-hmm. from there. I mean, yeah. So, but actually, um, actually, to be fair, also, I guess for me, resilience also came from going to law school, mm. um, pushing through even though it's difficult, um, and also being able to think outside. Well, not really. Well, think critically, actually, mm. um, and then um, from there, I realized that you know. I don't actually have to accept the status quo. I mm. don't have to, as in why, as in for example, I'm not afraid to ask why certain things are the way they are, mm. and if they are wrong or if, if they could be done better, why not? Let's change something. Mm. Yeah. So, so I guess uh, those experiences have um, equipped me in that sense. Mm, mm, yeah. Like like uh, because from what you have shared, right? Basically, it it just um, something that I also agree. Uh, things happen for a reason. Like you mm-hmm. st- studied law, and with your grandma, your grandma is basically like a, what what we call a very good role role model. Uh, this mm. is what I see. Like, like my grandfather is a very good role model. He has set up business when he first come to Singapore, and he has start a pho- photo studio without knowledge about it, and he can build it. And he start. Uh, mm. And my uncles they took over the business. My three uncles they took over the business. Mm-hmm. Like they they went on their own, but because of their experience that they gained. They have their own brand, and one of my uncle just in uh just take over or whatever my grandfather had passed down. My the other two yep. uncle they set up own own shop, Photoshop, and yep. running in different ways, but still in the photos uh photography uh industry, and mm-hmm. and this is something that I felt like for me I learned it because I've seen them done that. Like I even help my yep. uncles to serve the customer. Oh, uh, which film you need to buy, and mm. ultimately they miss the customer service and also learn how how to give them the change. Like they give me yes. a fifty dollars, <laughs> I also learn how like the money, the sense of money, like how much change you need to give back. It also helps with a bit of math, which my math was mm. very good back then, and I was always there to do like I, I like the mentor sum was very fast, like thirty six times mm. five is how much and and stuff like that. So it's very yep. fast for me, and a lot of skills that we learn about um, interaction, the social skills like talking to customers and managing them, uh, how to evolve, um, how to um, really 
handle them, they'll handle the objection. I see that yeah. uh, like even for you, you were saying that although it is fun for you, like for me, it's fun. Like talking to people is fun. Uh, doing all mm. the cutting of negative uh, is fun. Sorting mm. out the photos is fun. Looking through the hey, why 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 that why do people take such photos and stuff like that? It was fun as yeah. a kid, as a child growing up into my teenage, and I earned my pocket money from there. I believe. Do you do that? Like. Like holidays, you go down and help. They get some free labor, <laughs> no pocket money. Okay, so food I, at home. <laughs> okay, so at least you have food at home. For 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 us, it's more like a pocket money, uh, because it's yeah. not my my dad is the only son that never uh took over the business, um. Mm. That's why I I went there as a label, uh, like a part timer. So I went there to learn <laughs> okay. pocket money because it's not my. Not my father, my, my this is my uncle. Yeah. So my uncle have yeah. to pay me. So so yeah. uh, so for me it's like okay, money is like easy. Like I can go and help my uncles, I can earn. And that's where I I build up my sales skill, I would say. Um that's yeah. why when yeah. I step when I make a career switch into sales, I, I do pretty much good, very well. Um uh, but yep. But it's, it's, it's because of the upbringing, because my uncles, uh they are role models and my my sense of aesthetic also grew from that. Like, that's why for you in the health and beauty, um, that's why you are very well-groomed, uh, your parents and also your grandmother. Like your grandmother is a very good role model. And that's why I, mm. I, I would say that um, children growing up in the entrepreneurial family, right? we are very different from our peers. Sometimes we may mm. feel that, hey, how come we are like the odd one out? How come we like, since young, I always like, like to ask why. Like yeah. why this, why that, why this, why that, that I thought I'm the only weird one. But it's also because <laughs> we because we grew up in the environment, uh, and the adults always tell us like uh why why is this like that? Why is it not like that? We learn a lot. We we dare to ask and entrepreneurs love to ask questions. And that's why yeah. we are solution uh uh provider. Yeah. yeah. And also th- um th- and the other thing because you talk about the law um, like being a lawyer, mm-hmm. going to law firm, mm-hmm. and practice for two years, right? In the when you graduated, mm-hmm. you practice two years. Uh, so year plus, yeah, of a year plus. So so my 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 thought is like, when you grew up in the environment that your family is running businesses, uh, have you ever thought of like? Do I, why do I still need to study so hard and get into law school um, since my family is doing business I might as well take over the business do you have have the thought like why do I need to study so hard um, I guess for me going to business school and then to law school it was it was more of something that I wanted to accomplish for myself mm. and to be honest we were never we were never encouraged to go into the family business when we mm. were still studying because and we were always told you guys you go and study your degrees get your degrees and become qualified in something go outside and work <laughs> and knocked around a bit um, then if you want then you, you may be considered to, to join a family business and I don't think I've ever actually while I was studying wanted to do anything with business or, mm. yeah also maybe because I wasn't really mentally as well mm. yeah which is very interesting because you are a lawyer turned entrepreneur, which I mm-hmm. believe that a lot of parents will want, like our parents will want us to be like the top three profession, which is like lawyer, accountant, doctor. And 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 suddenly you tell, imagine like suddenly your, your child come to you and tell you, mommy, mommy, I, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to start my business. It's like, mm. it's like, it's like you already have a family business, um, but you're not doing family business. Uh, then you go out to become a lawyer, study so hard and for the for the degree, and now you became an entrepreneur. 
Like why mm. not like straight away you become an entrepreneur? Like why do you have to go through all that? So so that 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 is something that I feel that a lot of audience might be interested to find out. Like, I like so many people try so hard to become a lawyer and you left the <laughs> left the lawyer um the legal uh industry and you start your own business. Yeah, so just very interesting one to find out what was going on. Like, mm. have you ever had? I guess for me, um. Becoming a lawyer was always something that I wanted to do. So when I was growing up, I just just thought, you know, after my business degree, I decided, okay, you know, since I have good results, why don't I just try for law school? Mm. Um, and I think it would be easier to do law now uh, in law school uh, than if I wanted to go go and do it later. So it was just something that I had the opportunity. I got into law school, and I was like, since I got in, why don't I just do it? And then I actually I. Think it really has shaped me a lot in the way I think, um, uh, but of course, being a lawyer when you make the switch from being a lawyer to an entrepreneur, there is also a mindset switch because lawyers just want to document everything, <laughs> and they just want they a lot of times we are trained to see um, all the possible pitfalls, and mm. then we are we are trying to guard our clients against all those things by documentation. But for entrepreneurs, we always see opportunity. Um, and so I guess also at the time, after a while, I guess it also was um, self awareness, mm. knowing um, knowing what is much more natural to me, mm. and also um, knowing also that you know even if I wasn't a lawyer, I'd be okay. I mean, I'm fine as an entrepreneur as myself, and um, it was also about self acceptance, um, mm. knowing that I'd probably be a better entrepreneur than a lawyer. Yeah. Because you 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 just mentioned something that I find is very interesting. Like, like lawyer is very risk averse, and mm. entrepreneur is risk taker. Like it's totally yes. extreme end. And and uh, how was it like? Like, did, did you realize that okay, whatever you study, okay, in fact, you are not a risk averse person. You are risk taker, or the mm. other way around. Like As how in when when I like currently or like. Like, like you, me, you mentioned that uh, like as a lawyer you are very risk averse you think of all the yeah. possible for your clients mm. definitely it has also grown in you that means when mm. you step out in the entrepreneur you will want to mm. have everything in control you want to know everything about entrepreneurship so then you realize that hey it's not like that yeah so how was it yeah. for you it, like you, you mentioned a lot about mindset like 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 how was that mindset sh- shift for you I think it took a while because um, having been went to law school and then getting called to the bar and then getting being in practice and then uh, being very inculcated with the lawyer mindset, mm. it really took a while, maybe a year or two, to figure out and get my footing with regard to the entrepreneur mindset and what will actually make it rain. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it really did take some adjusting and and getting slapped around quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, so and you kind of wake up from from reality or wake up from the the facade. Yeah, yeah. So basically, come out from the bubble. Uh, basically, for me, it was like that, and uh, the business world is so different from the legal world. Yeah. So that does helping yeah. your 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 um your mom in the health and beauty industry because that was mm-hmm. after uh you finished after your practice in law. Then yeah. you went into this. So at that point of time, you are managing. At the same time, you are also building up your entrepreneurship. So w- would you say that that is a good training ground for you? Because it's still your 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 mom's business that you can that that she's still the so main person that. Uh, 
sorry. But, uh, did you have any other things in your? Oh no no yeah. No. Okay, so um, it's definitely a place where I learned a lot and uh, about business, about how to do things, how not to do things, how to figure things out on my own, mm. how to disagree with my boss, who's also my mother. <laughs> How to work with my mother? How to not kill each other? Yeah, so family businesses have this very interesting dynamic mm. that I I find. I mean, having worked outside in normal businesses with where it's just it's just management and employees. Mm. When it's family businesses, there's a lot of uh, there's as much baggage as you want as you want to bring into it. Mm. So, um, so. <laughs> It's just also about learning to be professional and mm. um, figuring out the best way to uh, get to your objective Mm-mm. without irritating <laughs> your parent or your your kid, basically, mm. and uh, work working together harmoniously. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really management, company. right? It's really like the like how to manage it professionally. Yeah, in the business, then you still and how you, you say things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which is which is yeah. I think this is this is very important because a lot of times um, family business is not as easy as a lot of people think uh, because there's relationship there's kinship and uh, that that also brings me to the to the next question which is um, how are your siblings and your cousin doing now like uh, are they uh, starting their own business or most of them are working for people. Most of them are working for people. My brother's a financial advisor, so I guess on. Some level, he's kind of self-employed in that sense. Uh, my cousin's uh, also is in Thailand. Also, Wang, she's my cousin, and mm. she has her own business as well. So, I guess if you want to look for all the cousins who are doing their own thing, it will just be me and her. Oh, okay. She and I are the same age, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that yeah. that that is why, uh, because before this, right, um, you did share with me, and I find it interesting. Like, like I mentioned, like my uncles. My uncles they took over mm. my grandpa business, uh, in the photography studio. But my cousin mm-hmm. are not in business, mm-hmm. and my dad is the only son that never took the business. And now I'm doing my own business, so yeah. which is which is I I I really find it very very uh, interesting, like mm-hmm. the immediate f- parent mm-hmm. right? Like our parents are uh, they are in business, but we are not. Then when we are in, they are not. It's like why does mm-hmm. it has to jump one generation? Because what I once heard from a business advisor, uh, he deal with a lot of the top, uh, I was top China businessmen in in mm-hmm. China, and he said that there's a, I do not know whether is it true like He said that it, uh, entrepreneurship always keep an, a generation. Yeah, so I do not know where, whether it's true because when I first met him, he said, "Hey, is your grandfather?" I said, "How do you know that my grandfather is a businessman?" Mm-hmm. How do you know that I have a family business? So that's why he shared with me in this theory. So for you, do you think that is true, or do you think that having a parent who's entrepreneur will make you entrepreneurial, or do you think that it was skip like your your grandma impacted you quite a, a, a bit? I I can see that uh you are learning a lot of things from her. Yeah. Mm. So the really entrepreneur and the one that meet uh that really advance the business with my grandfather as in his own business mm. um then it went down to my mother as in so she's an entrepreneur mm. but her siblings work for the family business uh i i guess for me okay i can only speak from my own experience mm, yep. so for me 
I never wanted to be in business mm. also because I I've also seen firsthand this is the other <laughs> thing the other side of being Correct. in a family business. I've also seen firsthand all the complications and heartbreak yep. sometimes you know business business can bring and money mm. just complicates a lot of things uh, mm-hmm. a lot of time. Yep. Um and so I guess for me a a big part of me wanted to just avoid that kind of drama mm. in my life uh, which is probably also why I chose to do my own thing become a lawyer and all that. Yeah. Um but then um for me it was more of um uh, being accepting of myself and being uh, aware of mm. the kind of person I am and loving myself the way I am um uh, to accept this entrepreneur uh real path basically. Um I don't think is a one one size fits all kind of theory where mm. uh entrepreneurship will skip a generation. Mm. Um I really think it depends on that generation's experience of um business. Mm. Yeah. Because like what from what you share right is basically the own own uh, the means their own perspective of how business is. If yeah. let's say a business is is when they grew up from the, their perspective is good then they will embrace it if it's not good like mm. you mentioned they will, um definitely i i've i've seen the the not the so good side about family business because in the end mm. um everybody's going over the family business fighting for family business who's going to take over that which is what we see in a lot of drama and that happens to my yes. family in both side my mom my mom uh my mom in fact uh my grand my maternal grandmother she has a mm-hmm. florist shop so it's like a yep. business also So I yeah. can, I see that my relative my uncles they are all going over that mm. that business. So to me I in fact I do not have a good impression or of business especially family business. Yeah. So yeah. that also that also like 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 you mentioned you never thought of stepping into entrepreneurship but slowly no. you realize that the the self awareness like um I Uh, recently, because a- April was uh, anniversary for my own company, so Linkin oh, would yeah, like to congrats. say, "Oh, uh, thank you very much." So, uh, Linkin would that uh, would congrats you for your work anniversary. Then I was looking like last yes. year, I was looking at it. Say, "Oh, congratulations on your four year anniversary." I say, "Which company I'm work for?" <laughs> so I say, "Oh, it's my own company because in my past <laughs> career, right, I've never worked in a company for more than two years." Ah, uh, yeah. And and that became okay. a, a awakening call for me that. Like like this is for me because that's why um uh, that's why working for people does not work for me after ten over mm. years working for people in media sales and marketing, and either the the company closed down or I have I don't really work very well with my bosses, <laughs> or my bosses felt that I'm a yeah. threat, make my life really difficult. Uh, that's why I like like you mentioned the self awareness. Like entrepreneurship mm. is very much self awareness. That you have tried being mm. a lawyer, you see that mm. it is not something that you want to. Then you help in your mom's business in the health and beauty mm. industry. You realize it's something is sing like the entrepreneurship is growing, and now you are on your own. So, uh, for you as a mother, right? Are you more of academic mom because you are entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Are you more of an academic mom or are you more of a, a entrepreneur mom? That means uh um equipping them with life skills. Yeah, I'm just very curious because you have three kids. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So I am definitely more an entrepreneurial mom, but having having gone through law school and and seeing where a lot of my law classmates have ended up and mm-hmm. different. I mean, I do. It really depends for me. I it really depends on the child. So, for example, my eldest 
my son is mm. he is um he's very he likes to read he likes to learn he likes to read um practice his work his writing and he I think he will do very well in the Singapore education system, mm. and he probably will make it uh, as long as we push him in the right, right direction. I'll guide him, guide, sorry, guide him in the right direction. Mm-mm. And he, but he is more academic. Okay, he's not the off the cuff sort of thinker. Mm. It's uh, not the streetwise. Get very stressed. Street get very stressed mm. uh, yeah, so he's a little bit um, by the book. Booky, Yeah, mm. by the book. So, Mm-mm. so um, uh, I mean. That's fine. Uh, we all need different kinds of people in society, and uh, uh, that's him. Um, and my, my my second one, my my daughter, my first daughter, she is very much uh, an out of the box thinker. Mm. So I give you an example. My two kids, these two kids, are playing Lego. Okay? Uh-uh. My son was looking at the manual, right? <laughs> step one, step two, Correct. step three, step four. Then the make something that looks like whatever that's mm. in the picture. Yep. My daughter, however, she will just use her imagination and just come up with something awesome. Mm. And then she'll say, look, this is an elephant or whatever and something. And my son will be like, how do you come up with that? You know? And and so it, she's very entrepreneurial. So for her, I would like to encourage her. I, don't, I am not sure how she will fare in mm. the Singapore education system. Uh, but now there are a lot more options, of course. Uh, yeah. But because she has this... Um, and she likes to sell things. For, for, for some reason, she likes to set up shop somewhere even if she's playing or even in the mm. playground she'd be selling things yeah and it's just very natural to her so for her I would like to develop her more in that area as mm. well yeah for the youngest one uh, let's see mm. <laughs> that one just let's see yeah so it really depends on the kid and uh, I really do hope that I uh, am able to develop them in ways that they need to be developed mm. yeah. because you, because uh, just now you share with me their age which is your eldest is 8 and your girl mm. is 6 so I yeah. I presume that when you're you're having your boy you were still in law firm were you still doing no I was actually already helping. with my mother okay. Okay. helping my mother out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. because I was thinking that maybe the exposure the upbringing mm. and the stuff like that um, the things that they have seen you doing uh, maybe that that will mold them um, but uh, th- it's just my, my guess only just my guess seeing at the the age so making that uh, that uh, having that curiosity whether is it because the environment they are in uh, maybe the mode that you are in maybe uh, when your mm. girl when your when your first daughter you're already very seasoned in helping your mom in the business then when mm. you're with your boy you are still transiting from the loyal mindset uh, to the entrepreneur mindset I, I, I'm just thinking uh, just whether is maybe. that maybe I mean it's, it's a, it, it, it was soon after I guess soon after I left the law firm mm. Mm. yeah Mm. Which is yeah. So you you were saying that like like in this case, right? Um, you will give you will nurture them in different ways. Yes. In, in anywhere that that's possible. And do you think that being an entrepreneur, mom, but uh, yourself or mompreneur, um, it it gives you that better awareness of your kids upbringing that means you have other options for your kids example like your your boy will be will do very well in education system because you have been through that you've seen through and your girl because you you have also stepped into entrepreneurship you see that your girl are more entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. Uh, does it help you in crafting their their future that means you already have the sense that okay where will they be going or as compared Uh, to a working mom which might only have one perspective 
Oh, last year they okay. found a minute. So uh, I was saying that does um like the the difference between uh, entrepreneur mom crafting and mm. nurturing their kids, uh, like you were saying that your eldest is more um suitable for the education system. Maybe he will be trained mm-hmm. as a profession, working for mm-hmm. people very well, and your daughter uh maybe step into starting her own business because she's already selling things on her own now. Mm-hmm. At the age of six, so uh, would you say that um, as an entrepreneur, mom, it gives you a better perspective and awareness uh, to plan for your kids' future as compared to a working mom that might only uh, have that employee mindset, that only experience the employee, that only ha- only be able to give their kids a employee path. Yeah. So I I would say I definitely have been exposed to quite a lot, especially in business, and I think that I I would have for each kid um, mm. an inkling about how how their careers will pan out, how their life mm. lives will pan out, and um, but I I guess I guess even though like say for example my son, I mean even if he does choose to you know work for somebody in an MNC or Or whatever you know mm. his path I, I I do hope to also inculcate in him certain um, principles like investment principles for mm-hmm. example um, for example so, so to, to also maybe just make his life a bit easier when it comes mm. to money um, mm. so even though even though he would choose to go and work in in a For a company, yeah. I would like him to know that he has other options in terms mm. of um, maybe having a job plus more, much more investment hustle, job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's fine too. Mm. Or if he, even if he doesn't want, that's fine as well. Because to me, it is it is much more important that they know who they are mm. and they love who they are. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like I like what you have mentioned just now is basically giving them options. Because mm. I I realize that a lot of parents are not giving their children options, uh, because mm. of they only know of one option. Because when they are brought up, they only have one option, which is to get a job, and they yeah. might not have someone that is in business. Because um, this is what re- I re- I realize when I talk to mothers who want to start start business, and most of them mm. who are successful mompreneurs, they have someone in their life that are entrepreneurial. That mm-hmm. that inspire them. They could be their uncle, auntie, their siblings, or someone someone that is started a business that inspired them. Mm-hmm. That is close to them. That they are yeah. they grew up with, and this is very important. And that's why uh, today's topic. Uh, I'm very passionate about sharing this because that is also the vision of me. Why I want to empower mothers to be entrepreneurs, uh, not mm-hmm. because that uh, everybody need to be entrepreneurial. Need to be mm. starting a business because being entrepreneurial yep. doesn't mean that you need to start a business. It's just that you have that um, thought of um, creating an impact, uh, making it more yep. productive. Uh, you you are just there to solve a problem. Entrepreneurs yep. are just um, solution provider. We are problem solver. Yep. We always come out with um, with ideas and solutions to make our life better. That's why you see a yeah. lot of amazing businesses is being set up. So, um, so if let's say today, right, if you have not studied mm-hmm. law, uh, what would you think mm-hmm. that you will be? Would you still start your business? I think eventually I would have, um, I would have made the decision to start my own business. Mm. Uh, If let's say you 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 didn't get into law sc- law school, started in yeah. law firm, you would then just. Then I, 
I would have I would have gone into advertising marketing and then I think I would have started my own thing eventually mm. yeah mm. so yeah. would it would it be a be a better right uh, if you would have been to law firm work for like you mentioned work for N one and a half years and you realize that hey this is what it is uh, would it be better that means would you be a better entrepreneur if you went through law firm or directly you just go straight after you graduate then you start your own business which would be better or you there's pros and cons like mm. if I didn't go to law school and become a lawyer then I would not I think as a lawyer I picked up a lot of um, insight into bigger businesses mm. um, and also how they run how they protect their themselves um, from uh, risk as much as possible mm. um, how how they think I think that's that's the part that I really appreciate mm. and that, that I could bring over um, into business yeah um, but at the same time, I think being a lawyer made me extra cautious and not a bit more afraid to mm. um, take the leap when I need to take the leap. Yeah. So perhaps if I wasn't if I wasn't a lawyer first, um, and I just went straight into entrepreneurship from uh, business school, or maybe after a while in the business world, mm. maybe I would have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's it's really hard to say, but mm. maybe without without the the legal risk averse mindset, mm. uh, it would have been simpler in that sense okay. uh, to to uh, just just go with it, yeah, mm. and don't think so much, yeah. Mm. But when you when you go, uh, don't think so much and jump into it, right? You will have even <laughs> harder knocks, right? <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm. That's true. But there are a lot of times. Uh, I think from my own experience, that there, there just have been a lot of times where. I've just been inhibited in my own head. Mm. Um, whether or not um, it is uh, justified. Yeah. Mm. So you, yeah. you just cannot justify when you are an entrepreneur, you start a business, you just have to do it and, and know what, uh, accept it, what is going to happen, right? Yeah. Just, just be prepared. Be, just be prepared for the consequences, mm. whether they are good or not, and then just roll with it. Yeah. Mm. Which, is, which is very nice. Uh, I, can, I can see that. And for you as a mom, right, would you advise mm-hmm. our parents to send their kids to um, to the, the three top profession that we, we have always been been taught by our parents, which is like the being a doctor, lawyer and accountant. Like for you, you have been one of it before. So would you as a parent advise other parents or suggest to them uh, to send their kids to be this top three profession for you? I think that um, first it really depends on the kid mm. uh, don't push them if they're not really interested or, I mean I understand that kids do need some amount of pushing uh, but I would rather them figure out who they are of course within reason um, and, and that that they they know, they know who they are and, and they know what they want to do but at the same time having been through law school I would I would say law school is really a place where I um my mind was stretched as they really teach you how to think or mm. how to question and so there are there are like there are things that and uh, skills or yeah skills more like that you, that you pick up in different in different professions that, mm. that are transferable for sure um, but whether I would strongly encourage parents to send their kids to become doctors lawyers or accountants, accountants I, I really can't say that because um it really, really depends on the kid. 
Mm. And um, although these professions may provide a certain uh, stability, um, uh, I would like to dispel the myth right now that uh, <laughs> lawyers all earn a lot of money because that's simply not true. It depends on the firm that you're with. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so so besides yeah so um it really really depends uh, on the kid and also maybe on the family's uh the family's financial circumstances i think mm. that is something that needs to be taken into uh account yeah and, and you mentioned something like like the myth of like lawyers doctors and and even accountants earning a lot of money uh because i have friends in all that profession and not every one of them them earn a lot of money you just have to be the top uh, of that trade of that profession, mm. then you will be able mm. be able to pay be paid. I also know that doctors that they are struggling. I also know of accountant mm. that barely make a decent income. Uh, mm. So so in I would say in the end, um, like you mentioned, it's really to the kid. The kid can be can be like I always joke around like, do you know that my my daughter's piano teacher earn more than any regular salary worker? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, so so that is a profession. That is a skill that a lot of parents back then were not encouraging. Ah, oh, um, learn music, no career, and all that stuff. Uh, learn yeah. piano, and all that stuff. But in fact, they earn a, earn pretty much a lot. Uh, if they yeah. really work very, really hard, and if you look at their job, their work, it's not that it's much easier. Yeah, mm. but it's a different scope. But if you are working on something, building on something that you are passionate about, um, why not? You, you can enjoy from yeah. it and this is where I feel that the future for our children is very much into what they are passionate about what they can yeah. um, they can master from it rather than being mm. like the, an average Joe um, I would rather them uh, focus on more like for, for my daughter like you mentioned now we have more options compared to our our time like my daughter I'm even planning to send her to SOTA School of the Arts because mm. she's uh, she's someone who like to draw a lot. She like music. Mm-hmm. She's have a flair for her piano. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so we see that it's something that she will enjoy. And I asked her. She really love it. And I we just did mm-hmm. a, a e open house for Sota. Uh, uh, to mm-hmm. with her and I say oh I like this I like that I got the theater and all that stuff. So she's very much into that. Back then we don't have all this stuff, but now there are more choices mm-hmm. and and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, time really flies. I really want to uh, keep talking about this with you <laughs> but before that um we have some very interesting uh question and in fact um chloe has this question that um she was saying that what are your, some of your key attributes that you bring every day to your business and to your clients yeah key attributes key key uh, key attributes that you bring every day to your business what are some of it um, because you have all the all-rounded uh, experiences growing up and also your career. Yeah, so maybe you can list like three, three key attributes. This is a very big question. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the first thing, um, I guess the first thing that I always, when I meet my clients is always about uh, how I can serve them. So mm. it's always about how how can I help you today, and then of course it's always with secondly it's always with a very positive attitude. I want to be able to inspire my clients mm. and and all that to to um to know that I can help them with whatever I- issue that they are facing. And I think uh, being in a 
uh, legal background that's the service industry as well mm. so we always aim to please uh, aim to um, serve our clients as best as we can mm-hmm. with the positive attitude and that's two the third one would be um, I guess empathy mm. empathy for what our, the clients are mm. going through and also figuring out a way uh, that makes sense for them yeah. okay so mm. uh, what is the first one again So surf, right? Um, uh, attitude or service? Mm, yep. Yeah. Attitude and service. Uh, attitude of service. Okay. Yeah, and then um, a positive attitude to inspire confidence, manage and help them. And the third one is empathy. Yes, empathy. Mm. Okay, mm. so uh, I hope that uh, Chloe liked these three attributes that. <laughs> That Liz have shared. Uh, so I also happen to see a a friend who's from uh, the legal industry that's popping uh, watching us. Yeah, so this will be who's, very who's interesting. <laughs> I shall not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she 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 loves to be discreet, as you know. Yeah. So okay. uh, so pretty interesting, and and uh, thanks a lot, Liz, for for sharing and also answering uh, I think the rest are, will be shy so for those who are tune, still tuning in on live if you have any questions to ask uh, Liz you can always um, post in the comment section after this uh, we mm-hmm. will go in and see the comments and um, Liz will be more than glad to reply uh, some of your questions in the comments so mm-hmm. as I mentioned like I would really love to have you so for those um, who want to get hold of you how can they get connected with you Liz? Oh, uh, the easiest way is just through social media. Uh, my social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn is is a uh, Meet Liz Chu. Mm. You can type it in the comment section later. Yeah. So yeah. in fact, for those who want to get connected with Liz, I've already uh, mentioned it in the description. You guys can go to the description and get connected with her. If not, um, you can always search for in, in any of the social media Meet Liz Chu. Um, mm-hmm. Then you can get connected with her. So last but not least, um, this is now is your turn for you to ask the question of the day that will be posted out to all of you that is tuning in, watching the replay at the same time, and also to the next guest. So are you ready with your question of the day? Uh, <laughs> it can be anything about like entrepreneurship or something about like like what you are you are doing now. You have your brain um brand agency. So maybe any question that you are you have in mind that you want to ask to the audience, or maybe to the next mompreneur. Okay, I guess okay. There are a lot of people who have different opinions about this, mm. so I'm just going to ask. Um, what is branding to you? Oh, just that. What is branding? Just that. Okay. Yeah, lots of well, people have different opinions. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, And before we go, I want to just say a shout out to all my friends and family mm. who are <laughs> tuning. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> mm. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot for those who are tuning in and for those who are go- uh, watching the replay. Thanks for watching uh, this episode uh, where we are talking about growing up in the entrepreneurial family. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that is going out, uh, going around in the family. Especially this period of time where uh, mompreneurs, entrepreneurial parents, uh, they are having challenges managing their business and uh, mm-hmm. helping their kids with their home-based learning. Um, yeah, I know it's challenging, <laughs> but I always believe that entrepreneurial parents can always overcome all this. So, but if you are a working mom or working parent, don't worry. Uh, uh, there's always like what Liz have mentioned. If you have that call um, to start a business, build it as a side side hustle. 
build on something that you're passionate about um, then when you see that hey it's something that um, is working out or you, you build it to the extent that it can replace your full-time income then you have mm-hmm. options you have options to really focus on it yeah. full-time if not you still can build it on a part-time basis if things allows mm-hmm. and you still love your job because i have some mm-hmm. entrepreneurial mothers um they they are they love their job and from mm-hmm. their job, from full time, they become part time, and now their mm-hmm. business is full time, but they're still working yep. on their on, on, on their job. So, um, yep. being entrepreneurial uh, does not mean that you need to start a business. You can always build something that you're passionate about that can help more people. And I'm very very mm-hmm. thankful for Liz for making time. Uh, so Liz, before we go, any last advice for the mothers who are like sitting on the fence, thinking whether they should step into entrepreneurship or they should pursue their passion, like you. I guess for, okay, so this is not going to be easy, okay, being an entrepreneur, it's never going to be easy and sometimes you just have to work through the night or um, work and then, you know, deal with your kids and work and deal with your kids and sometimes it's all just in between, mesh together and work life is it's not really a balance, it's more work and life together mm, uh, and you figure it out. Mm. Yeah, and so um, I guess uh, I will only encourage people who are willing to uh, take that kind of um, life where where your work and your personal life is all blended into one. Like mm. for example, I didn't really have maternity leave when I had my kids. You know, it was max max a few weeks, one month. Or even then, I was already working after just having my, my kids, you know. Mm. So it's, it's going to be things like that that we will miss out on. But there are also... Um, trade-offs in the sense of independence, uh, flexibility, um, and also, actually, if you if you uh, hustle right, then uh, entrepreneurship will actually really work out really well for you. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just a matter of um, persevering, having that resilience, and uh, believing in the vision that you have for your business. Wow, um, that that is a very great advice. And for those who are tuning in, um, this is um, Kenneth here. Um, thanks, Liz, for making time and sharing with so much nuggets. And I uh, really enjoyed this uh, episode talking about uh, growing up in entrepreneurial family. And uh, thanks a lot for those who are still tuning in. Uh, thank you very much. If you have any question, you can always leave it in the comment section. And um, Kenneth here signing off with Liz and I will see all of you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Thanks. Thank you, Bye. Liz. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.